0: This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian
1: Kaskavalsian. Hi, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and welcome to this special episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is another episode where you're just getting me. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about the one marketing tool that every business has to have, regardless of what type of business you have. This one marketing tool should be present in your business. Now I'm going to go deep into it so you'll understand exactly what this tool is, why it's so powerful. And uh, hopefully you'll get some really good ideas for how to implement this tool into your business. If you want help, you can reach out to us. You can just go to www.g4marketing.com. G-F-O-U-R marketing.com. So uh, let's, let's get to it.
0: Today we are... Going to be talking about the one marketing tool that I believe every business should have so I think that we can all agree that marketing and lead generation really is not getting any less expensive it's not getting any easier and I was talking with a client yesterday a big client they do almost 2,000 jobs a year, and his thing is, and he's, they're you know very good at marketing and lead generation, he made this comment to me. He said, Brian, it's getting harder to get my reps to the kitchen table. And so, that was, I wanted to put that in there because this is a problem we all need to, um, it, it's something we all need to face, it's all something we need to tackle, and so, Let's talk a little bit about advertising and lead generation and how to create successful advertising, marketing, and lead generation. Now, I first learned this from this book called The Ultimate Marketing Plan from my mentor, Dan Kennedy. Now, I'm gonna do a brief kind of summary here of the market message media concept. There, I have other webinars where I've gone deep into this that if you if you want access to uh, just let us know and we'll send you links to those webinars but basically here's how you create successful advertising number one you select your market the who who am i going to who am i targeting how old are they how much money do they make where do they live what do they have in common with my other customers this is critical this is critical because You don't want to go to, for example, you don't want to send your advertising and your marketing to a 24-year-old that lives in an apartment, let's say. That's an extreme, right? We want homeowners that are of a certain age, that probably live in a certain neighborhood, that spend their time and money on certain activities. And so that is the who. Very important. We've got to know who then we got to know and develop the message so what is the message that's going to this particular audience you know every audience has a little different message that will attract them and for example you know giving the same example you don't want to talk to the 24 year old apartment dweller selling them whatever widget you're selling them, the same way you're going to talk to a 55-year-old homeowner, right? There are different messages. And so messaging is really all about what are you doing to get their attention, get them engaged, and present a solution to a problem that they have and do it in a way where they respond to you, hopefully, right away. Pick up the phone right away, call, go online, fill out a form. That's message. So you've got market message, and there has to be a very good match there. The last piece of this, the third piece of the triangle, is the media. The media is how are you getting to them? So right now, you know, people ask me all the time, well, Brian, what's working? My answer is always the same, always the same answer everything is working I have clients that are using every media that there is and different clients are making different media work so I have some clients that do great on TV I have some clients that can't use TV I have some clients that are doing great in in um, uh, canvassing but some clients there's no way that canvassing will ever work for them some people are killing it on the internet. Some people are barely getting by on the internet. This client I spoke with yesterday is having some real issues generating good quality leads online, and he's got a bunch of money to spend right? online, but he's just not being able to get the traction that he needs. It's a people problem, but you, you understand, that's a media, okay? The internet is a media, it needs to be treated as such. So in order to create successful advertising, just as a quick recap, who are we going to? What is the message we are using to get them to respond to our offer, our call to action? And then how are we getting to them? Right? TV, Canvas, direct mail, internet, whatever. When we talk about the who, we want to talk about who is your customer. And I want you to think about this. I'm going to give you a minute here to just kind of think about if we were doing this in a workshop, so I'd actually start having you write some of this stuff down. And if you're in a place where you can do that, but think about who your customer is right now. Think about the last five people you sold, the last 10. Who is your typical customer? Just start thinking about that. How old are they? What age group are they in? Do they, are they in kind of the same socioeconomic place? Do they have anything in common? Here's a funny example. I use this every once in a while. When the kids were little, we, um, in California, there was this water park that we would take them to. And one of the times that I went, I didn't go a lot, mostly Addie went, but there was one time when I, when I went there, I don't know how or why I noticed this, in that parking lot i swear every other car was this was 10 years ago or more i don't remember the name but it was the honda big like um not suv minivan it was a honda minivan i can't forget what i forget what it was called but i swear to god every other car was this damn honda minivan so if i'm the marketer for that That water park, you know what I'm doing? I'm buying a list of people that own that damn Honda minivan and I'm marketing the hell out of that list. That's how you got to get with the who. All right, so you've thought about your who. So let's take a guess. Your typical customer obviously is a homeowner, right? We're talking residential remodeling here. If you're doing mostly commercial work and all that, obviously that's a different conversation let's just be clear we're talking about residential remodeling here so homeowner very important my guess is that age wise they're going to be somewhere in their late 40s to late 60s is the age group that they're in and probably even more skewing older if you were to map them out like if we do this for, for a client, we will actually map out where they live. My guess is they all they live in kind of pockets, right? That's your customer, right? So this is interesting. I was just made aware of this yesterday, so I had to scramble to actually find, because I've known this um, just from my research and my work with clients. Um, I know this to be true, but now look, this is a study now it 's about a year old, but it's not but it's not old it's the same today as it was back then. Look at how interesting this article is, and I pulled some of the quotes out for you. Millennials are yesterday's news. Tomorrow belongs to the old. Great headline, right? Here's some of the highlights of this of this article, and there's a full study and a report. we don't need to go into that here's what we need to know. The world's biggest spenders are people nearing retirement and the elderly. So they are calling that group the 60 to 75 plus. Okay? So those 60 and older will drive consumption. Listen to this. The glamorization of youth by marketers and advertising buyers is a vestige of the past. The real power globally lies with the 60 plus age group who will contribute more than one third of global consumption growth. So we know that our home improvement customer skews older. They skew older. So when we know this, we know a couple of things, right? We know kind of more or less kind of who they are and how they skew. Now we can develop messages that are more compelling for them, and we can use the right media to get to them. So one of the things that I talk about all the time, anybody that has seen me speak or been a part of any of our things, or is even a client of ours, knows that this is what we're all about. Since we all agree marketing lead generation is not only about getting more, is not only getting more expensive, it's getting harder to get your sales reps to the kitchen table, doesn't it make sense to get more results from each and every customer? Absolutely, so what are those opportunities? you know so those opportunities are how do we get them to buy more stuff because once they are a buyer they are a buyer a buyer is a buyer a non-buyer is a non-buyer it amazes me how much money we all spend And I'm gonna throw myself in the same category I've done all, I've done all this before I've made every mistake there is to make right? well maybe not everyone but a whole whole bunch of them. but I've learned this stuff the hard way I mean I know that we've got to get more results from each and every customer so we got to get them to spend more and buy more it amazes me how much money how much money is spent on people that will never buy that are just not buyers right and so we want to get more results get more get them coming back and we want them talking about us to other people we want once we get that customer here's the big mistake that most businesses make not just us in the home improvement business, but every business makes this, and think about it, is they're not doing enough to, to cage that customer in, to make that customer theirs, to protect that customer from the competition. So what I want to introduce to you is a, a, an, a, a marketing tool, the one marketing tool that I think every business should have and it's gonna address some of what we're talking about here, who, um, market message and media. So let's go back a little bit. There was a time when people loved to get mail, real mail, but then 90s and in the 2000s, especially in the run up from the 2000 to 2008, remember how much for for those of us that are were homeowners back then I mean every other piece of mail was a mortgage thing that was the mailbox was flooded with competition mailbox consumption was go, or 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 activity competition was going way way up physical mailbox and then they introduced this new thing called email right and so now we're getting hit with in the mailbox, but we started ignoring that because we wanted this, you've got mail. And we'd get, how many emails would we all get a week? Three or four, and we'd run to get those emails. That's when me and Addie met, by the way. I mean, this is going back, obviously, this is taking you back um, a, a long way, but this is how we communicated. Was, I? you know, she would turn on her computer at the end of the day, you've got mail. And sure enough, there was one email there from me you know (laughs) or and I would do the same thing that's how we kind of communicate it but then but then this damn thing came about and this is what it looks like now for people right ridiculous right now the Millennials they love this shit this is their this is their thing They've got, not only do they have all their mail going, they've got their text messaging going, they've got their WhatsApp going. My kids are on this, that Instagram and the, the, what's the other one, Snapchat and all this other crap that most of us probably don't like very much, but think about even our customers. Now our customers, some of them like the whole Facebook thing. Some of them like email and they are using email. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, saying that email is not an effective strategy what I'm saying is it has become very very noisy and there's a lot of competition there I mean just think about how many emails you delete every single day without even looking at them and reading them right so where does that leave us well where that leaves us is kind of going backwards one of my favorite movies by the way back to the future right so we got to go back to the future so where does that leave us it leaves us back to the mailbox and what is the one thing that we can put into that mailbox that we own that we control to the right people the company newsletter so the company newsletter is cool because there's so much less competition in the mailbox today but one of the things we have to be careful of and people ask me about this too all the time is trying to make direct mail work it's difficult it's tough to make cold direct mail work however direct mail to your customer is one of the most effective things that you can do it is one of the most effective things that you can do and it's going to accomplish quite a bit for you so why a company newsletter so here's some of the reasons why a company newsletter is so good for you and how it will grow your business and your bottom line so we talked about this earlier it will help you increase the number of times your customer does business with you it increases the number of referrals your company gets it'll help you introduce new products and services Help you build relationships with your customers, which is critical it'll keep your customers away from your competition. Think about this one of the things that is going on right now is again I'm going to go back to the freshest conversation, and it's the the you know and I have the same conversation a few times a month, but yesterday the comp the conversation I was having with my client that's probably doing i think they're at I don't know somewhere between 15 and 20 million dollars a year. Right? He knows everything his competition's doing and guess what his competition knows everything he's doing except for except for whatever he's delivering through the mailbox to his customers. Because that my friends is a stealth strategy. It's under the radar. So like for example he was telling me about he was at the mall getting glasses well guess what one of his competitors had a kiosk at the mall and so what does he do right smart businessman that he is he's waiting for his glasses goes up to the kiosk hey what have you got going on here listen to the pitch how many leads are you setting in a good day got that number how do you get paid got every number there was one two three ways they got paid okay he got it all he got everything he needed he was there I don't know how long he was there but it was kind of funny we were we were laughing about it but that is a that is completely transparent now some companies have some secret sauce in there no doubt but if I'm running an advertisement right and I'm running this advertisement and you know that I'm one of the big players in the market I'm running this ad over and over and over and over again and I'm using a, this particular offer what did I just do I just tipped my hand at what offer is working well if you you have a program for mailing to your customers you're flying in under the radar because your competition is not getting that piece so they don't know what offer you're making they don't know what product and service you're pitching they don't know about your referral program the other thing it does is it helps you stay top of mind with your customer so this again I have these conversations all the time but this one's fresh it was from yesterday this client does newsletters with us right you can do them with us you do them on your own I just want you to do them okay but he does them with us. And he says to me, the reason he does it, the number one reason he does it, and every time we talk about it, he tells me the same thing. Brian, I don't wanna go to somebody's house like I have in the past, and they say to me, oh, hey, come and check out the new windows I just installed. And he says, well, why didn't you call me? And they say, I didn't know you do windows, right? You gotta stay top of mind you got to continually be reminding your customer of who you are, the solutions you provide, and how to get a hold of you. Constantly be reminding them because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of noise on TV, on the radio, on the internet, and if they want something else done, they may forget about you or not know you do it and get seduced away. By your competition. I use that word, by the way, I use that word purposely seduced away because that's how it happens. They don't mean to be disloyal. They don't mean to go to your competition. They just go because you let them. You let them. I let them. Right? So we can't do that. So we got to stay top of mind. We got to be there in front of them. And the other thing about newsletters is they're physical. They have staying power, okay? So one of the beautiful things about this is that the mail has to be touched. Somebody has to go to a mailbox and take it out. They have to shuffle through it. Now there's two kinds of mail. There's A pile and there's B pile, right? If I was to go to the mail uh, our mailbox over there, and I would say, okay, here's A pile and here's B pile. B pile is obvious junk, obvious junk mail. This is from people you don't know. It screams at you, it's a stupid big postcard, it's whatever, no good offer, you know, boom, automatically goes right in there, right? Then there's A pile mail. A pile mail is from people you know, it's bills, it's stuff that needs to be dealt with. That's where you wanna be, you wanna be an A pile. Now, if somebody recognizes your name and you show up in a friendly format, you end up in a pile mail, okay? People recognize, recognize the time and investment required to send a real piece of mail. It stands out to them, it's real, it's tangible, okay? And if your messaging is right, it can be very successful. So again, I wanna go back to what we did earlier when we talked about who is our customer? Who is your customer today? Now, I'm 48, I'm gonna be 49 this year. I was born in 1968. I was 30-ish, 30-ish when the internet started to come around. I'm very good, I'm pretty technically savvy, I would think, however, I prefer mail. I prefer a newsletter to be mail. So this is one of my, one of the newsletters that, that I get. It's from Dan Kennedy. Well, guess what? It's physical. It's a physical printed piece of mail. If he was to send this to me in an email, chances are very good I'm not going to read it. But this right here, not only have I read it, but I've also been able to go through and make notes and make highlights in there of what's important to me. Now, this is a little bit different than a consumer newsletter, but the idea is the same. Now, the older people skew, right? Like my parents, my mom is looking at shit on Facebook. She's not reading anything on Facebook. She's just looking at stuff on Facebook, right? But when the, when um, they have a couple of newspapers that, that they get, um, there's like, for example, there's this uh, newspaper called, called the Armenian Observer. It's, it's like, it looks like something out of the 1940s. Um, they get it, I get it, and um, it's a, it's like actually a newspaper. It's like 20 pages or something. But you know what, it's physical, it shows up. They read that shit cover to cover, right? They like stuff to be delivered to them that they can look at and that they can read, right? This is your customer, right? They will use the internet, yes. They will use inter. They will use their email, but you got to be in their mailbox too, because they're going to miss your email. Chances are good they could. Our results with email are pretty damn good. We have an open rate. Between, depending on the on the client, between about twenty five percent and about thirty four percent. That's friggin' huge. But take the high number, right? That's still sixty six percent of people that never open the email. When you send a piece of mail, somebody has to look at it and open it. Can they junk it? Can it go B pile? Of course, right? But they have to look at it. They have to see your name. They have to see your brand. By the way, this is when you this is where you build brand on the back end branding is only a byproduct you don't use it on the front end because just doesn't well I won't get get into all of that I have a whole rap about that Um, but who is your customer so look while the Millennials may be all over that social media stuff and all over their devices your customers still like stuff they can touch and they can feel remember the reason why advertising fails why advertising fails is either we're sending the right message with the right media to the wrong market, or I mean, it's any combination of these things, right? I could get the market exactly right, I could get the media exactly right, but if I mess up on the message, boom, it's done, right? So when we're putting together advertising and we're putting together marketing, these are the things we've got to consider right market message media so it fails because we're sending the wrong shit to the wrong people in the wrong way but if we think about a newsletter think about a newsletter think about market these are people that know you they like you and they trust you they and they've given you money okay message what's the message the message is friendly The message is engaging. I'll show you how to put one of these things together. It's friendly, it's engaging. It's about them, not about you. The media, you're going right to their mailbox. We've already established there's a lot less competition there. This is a winner. This is market message media winner. So the other thing that I love about a newsletter is going back to market message media so with all other media it is all owned and controlled by somebody else it can go away it is by their rules it is by you know it's done through somebody else owning it with a newsletter with your communication to your customer you own the media You own the media, which means you control it. Which means that it can't it's not going out of business unless you do or you stop wanting to do it, right? But you control it. I want to control the media as much as possible. Right? So look, the way that we get our business now is through events primarily. But you know what? Most of those events are owned by other people. I'm gonna change that. So I'm gonna start by owning my own media. One of the ways I'm doing that is through the wealthy contractor. And with the wealthy contractor, one of the cornerstones of it is going to be a printed newsletter. Because I I can't rely on other people's media. Same thing with you. We have to rely on these other media, that's fine. That has to be available, that has to be out there. And and it's and, and we need it. But you know what? Let's start controlling our own media as well. I have a client that sends out every month, I want to say it's north of 6,000 newsletters to his, not only to his customers, but also to his referral sources. These are the people you want to send a newsletter to, by the way, your own media to referral sources he puts his demo no sales in there and gets amazing results not tomorrow not the next day but over time centers of influence people that may or may not be your customer but are people that can introduce you to other people right so now you have a way of getting putting them on a list and targeting a message to them using your own media. That's exactly what he's doing and he gets amazing results. Like seventy percent of his business comes as a result of his relationships with his customers. And we're not talking about, you know, a few few hundred bucks here. We're talking about millions of dollars. That seventy percent represents millions of dollars of business. So ultimately, what I want to do is I want to protect my customers. I want to defend them against my competition. Think about this: Who does your competition want as a customer? Who do you want? Remember earlier I said a buyer is a buyer, a non-buyer is a non-buyer. Well, there's a finite number of buyers. So if I'm in a home improvement company and I'm competing against you, you know who I want? I want the person that already spent money on windows. Because you know what? They'll probably spend money on gutters. They might spend money on a roof. They might spend money on siding. They might spend money on a bathroom, on a kitchen remodel, whatever. They've already done it. They've already hired a contractor. They didn't have their brother-in-law do it. They hired a real contractor. So you know who I want? I want that person. That's the customer I want. Right? That's who you should want. So you've got to protect that customer. When you get a customer, you have to protect them you have to defend them from your competition. Because you know what? Left to their own devices, again, not because they're disloyal, not because they're bad people, it's because you let them get seduced away by your competition. So by having your own media, controlling your media, and sending them this media with your branding, your messaging, and, and um, information, materials that's relevant for them, that gives you a huge advantage so here are some of the things that you want to put into your company newsletter and we've been doing this for a really really long time again whether we do it for you or you do it on your own I don't care do a newsletter do a newsletter we've done these for years and years and years when we had our home improvement companies uh, uh, quick story we started in 2000 with with um, the the handyman business, right? And for the first 2 or 3 months, a I I leveraged all of my customers in my other home improvement company to to, to essentially start up the next business, right? So I got I used these old customers and I now moved them over into this new company. Those first few months, every month there was a newsletter going out because I knew I knew the strategy. Guess what happened? I stopped why because I got lazy or there was other stuff to do or I was placing ads and I was getting a whole bunch of phone calls and so I didn't do a newsletter for three or four months then all of a sudden another one showed up to my customers and then it was another couple months and another one went out and then that was it from 2000 until or that was 2000, 2001 up until Addie came into the business in 06 I think or 05 and she said Whoa, wait a minute what's going on here well how come you guys aren't doing the past customer stuff and so she went and and um, we did we we did newsletters and it completely transformed that business in terms of the repeat business the referrals and marketing costs. it brought our marketing costs way down and so we follow a formula proven format we call it the readers digest formula here it is you have your own message to your customers could be as personal as you want whatever you know the client I was telling about earlier we do a monthly newsletter for him he gets very personal in his emails and they're or in there in his message to his customers and it's beautiful but it's important to him so he spends time on it okay we include a recipe we'll do fun facts we'll do an inspiring quote we do one home improvement article one if you own a roofing company if you own a, a plumbing company if you own a window company nobody gives a crap about you know this type of new window glass and blah blah technical they don't give a shit about that stuff they're going to throw it away okay the home improvement articles we do are maintenance here are the things that you need to do this Season to maintain your home or this month to maintain your home. That's the home improvement article we do. Remember, it's about them, not about you, right? Um, we'll do a family-oriented or um, uh, uplifting something I like, um, especially over the last couple of years, we changed the tagline to inspiring news for a happy and a healthy home because we want to give people good news. And so we'll put an inspiring story in there. There's always an offer, don't get me wrong. This is not just about, hey, wouldn't it be nice and friendly and touchy-feely and all that. No, it also has to produce ROI, right? And so there's always an offer in there. And um, we have engagement devices built in, we have referral strategies built in to these things. But we want to, like for example with the referrals, one of the big mistakes that companies make is that they are not constantly reminding their customers about referrals and so that's what we use this media for is to constantly be reminding people about referrals so this just kinda gives you a layout. again just do it I've given you the formula here Do it on your own let us help you do it whatever I don't care just I want to see you do it for all of the reasons that I've been giving you throughout our talk here now um, I will say this I mean if this is something you're interested in talking with us about we do four printed newsletters a year and the great thing about these is that they're standalone and they can be customized to a certain extent You'll just have to talk to us and see if this is something that'll fit for you. We do a printed newsletter four times a year for, our, for most of our clients. We have a few that do monthly, but for the most part, we'll do four a year. So January, we do an April newsletter, a July newsletter, and an October newsletter. So we hit four times a year with a print newsletter, and then we, do, we actually do 12 times a year with an email newsletter. So I think the two work very well together and so that's why we kind of will do we'll do both and I recommend you do both as well um, and by the way the email newsletter follows the same format the email newsletter follows the same format it's not all about you it's got to be about them include a recipe include some fun facts just some light entertaining reading keep them engaged keep them entertained Have your brand in front of them, have your offer in front of them, and just be reminding them, stay in their consciousness, stay top of mind with them. If anybody wants to talk to us about newsletters or just about any piece of their, any part of their uh, business, um, call, call the office or go to the go to the link that's there down below. Schedule a strategy session with us, it's no obligation. We're actually doing a couple of really cool new things now. So starting in in 2017, our strategy sessions are a little bit different. What we're doing is we're using a tool that we've developed over the last year called the Opportunity Map. It's actually the Wealthy Contractor Opportunity Map where we ask you about eight key areas of your business that drive profit. And we create a map to determine the opportunities that exist in your business. So there's some things that are really important in your business that aren't being done well. There are some things that are really important that are being done really well. So we'll establish what's being done really well, what's maybe not being done so well, and we create a map. From the map, we go to a tool called the Performance Improvement Matrix and we'll ask you a bunch of questions about real numbers in your business. And then we'll see, okay, if we, make, if we can make improvements here and here and here, what could that result in in terms of sales, profits, and customers? Once we've got that, then we'll come back to you and give you, that's on the first call, and then the second call, we give you a custom growth plan that you can go and execute on your own, have your team execute, and in some cases, you'll have us do it for you quite frankly you know this is the way that this is a service we provide because for every X number of these that we do we'll get a client out of it and and it's fine it's something that we do every one of these things is not necessarily a disguised sales pitch this is a way for us to help you grow your business and determine whether or not you know how you can get this done how do we decide to do the newsletter in-house or hire someone or company from the outside. It depends on do you have the bandwidth um, and the staff to be able to put a newsletter together, number one. That's really what it's gonna do. It all comes down to a function of time. The only reason people pay us to do anything is because they don't have the time to do it themselves. Now, I like to think that we do it better than most because of our experience. However, mostly it's because of the time issue most companies don't have the time. In fact, we're, we're taking one over right now for a company that's been doing their own for I don't know how many years they've been doing their own and they just don't have the time to do it anymore. The person that was doing it for them isn't there anymore and so um, we're taking that over for them. So if you want to have a conversation, let me know, but that's the best way. It's really do you have the time? to get it out consistently because here's the thing you don't want to do with a newsletter you don't want to send one out this month and then do like i did way back and wait six months and then send another one and then not have another one show up for a month or two months or whatever they must be consistent there must be consistency to it
1: so if you're going to go on a schedule you gotta follow that schedule All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. The Wealthy Contractor Podcast is brought to you by G4 Marketing Group, where we help contractors of all kinds create customers, keep customers, and multiply their customers and profits. If you're interested in reaching new levels of success for your company, visit www.gfourmarketing.com or just call us at 305-856-8788 to schedule your free, no obligation, Wealthy Contractor Strategy Session. Now, during this strategy session, we're going to look at eight key performance factors in your business and we're going to help you uncover opportunities for growth, for leads, for sales, and for profit. And finally, we started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the wealthy contractor. Now, the wealthy contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing